You're listening to the Thread Wellbeing Podcast, where we speak with new thought leaders about their sole purpose. We acknowledge the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is put together on. We pay our deepest respects to their elders past and present. Today's inspiring conversation is with Sarah Jones and Jamie Thomas from Waiapa, Warak. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. This is our first recording for The Thread, and I'm delighted to share with you the wonderful founders of Waiapa Work, Sarah Jones and Jamie Thomas. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) Now, Sarah and Jamie, um, we would like for you to share with us... um, about yourselves and about your sole purpose. But first of all, as this is our first podcast and I have the wonderful Catherine Farrell, who is my co-facilitator here. Um, Catherine, you might want to wave. (laughs) Um, So as you go through the thread, you you understand what the thread is about. Um, But this today is really our first recording to share um, part of what we're doing. But we really wanted to honour this opportunity by having a special blessing on our land here with our dear friend and brother, Jamie Thomas. Thanks, Heather. Um, What I'm going to do is what a lot of ancient cultures around the world have done for hundreds of thousands of years, and is to participate in a ritual of cleansing, cleansing of self, cleansing of energy and cleansing of space. so um, what I have here is a, um, just some eucalyptus leaves that are from this country here. And I want to honour the country that you're on, Catherine, and trees are because we're in different places. So firstly, let's say, mm-hmm. So honouring the lands in which you're, you're sitting, honouring those uh, ancient Aboriginal Indigenous cultures, but also honouring yourselves, your families, and the traditional lands in which your ancestors come from to, to be here today. Um, so what I'm just going to do is um, old ancient method of um, rubbing two sticks together, but traditionally known as a big lighter, um, big dreaming. So it's really about just cleansing the air and everything being um, everything being connected from an energy perspective. And I'm really pleased to say that I did this on your first podcast, Treza, in the bowl that I made for you. So um, that's your bowl. And Sarah will deliver that, um, I don't know when, whenever she sees you next. So the first one I wanted to actually do it was in your bowl. So, um, and different mobs have different meanings for it. Um, Sometimes I do it for uh, cleansing an area to celebrate. Sometimes I do it to cleanse an area to heal. Sometimes I do it to, to cleanse an area uh, for bereavement purposes as well, energy lifting, helping the spirit move on. So different cultures all over the world, even different cultures in Australia, Aboriginal people uh, use that ceremony. Some people use it for welcoming, to connect them with country and so forth. So 
that's just something that um, as an energetic cleanse of the environment and science is catching up with indigenous knowledge they've actually proved that by smudging and smoking it actually increases and heightens your own physical and emotional um, connectivity to self so that's that's one of the reasons why we do that Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And um, Kat, I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm feeling pretty honoured that we've had our first, you know, our first episode uh, blessed in such a manner. Wow. So thank you so much, Jamie and Sarah. And thank you so much for talking us through what that represents as well. I think that um, for a non-Indigenous Australian to have heard of Welcome to Country and the blessings, and but to not really fully understand what that represents. So thank you so much for, for talking to that as well. Does Welcome to Country ever um, have more of an individual representation or is it a collective mob representation? Welcome, welcome to Countries are generally done by traditional owners of the area that you're from. So if you're not from that area, you will just do an acknowledgement of country. So you're mm -hmm. actually acknowledging those those First Nations people from that land. So welcome to countries are done by traditional owners, traditional mm -hmm. custodians, and acknowledgement of countries done by Aboriginal people that don't ethnically be belong to that country or non-Aboriginal people. It's just acknowledging mm -hmm. and being respectful of that space. So there's two really big differences there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just, you know, words are very important and powerful. So mm -hmm. understanding that's really, really, to be clear, is really important too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful. And Jamie, have you noticed that there's been um, a larger increase in the acknowledgement to country now? I mean, I know um, that we've seen that take place over a number of years. Is Talk to me about that. I think that there's definitely been an increase in it. Some, you know, especially here in Australia, there's, um, you know, obviously a bit of a shame history about uh, invasion and uh, colonization and genocide and all that so not acknowledging the first peoples it's been really hard for i guess governmental systems because um, there's a lot of non-aboriginal allies and supporters of aboriginal culture and want to learn but systematically including them into the process from government down has been a real challenge though you know that there has been a few different, uh, let's say, leaders in those governmental systems that have encouraged their parties and uh, the Australian population to do that. And, um, you know, there's some resistance in some pockets, but I think by and large, you know, a lot of people are, are happy happy to, to do that. Um, I'll give you a quick example. I'm, I'm a member of a, a social media group that talks about native plants and someone just wanted to ask, you know, I want to acknowledge and honour the, the peoples that looked after these plants for hundreds of thousands of years. And overwhelmingly, 95% of people said that's a great idea and this is how I do it. There was a few that goes, oh, it's not necessary. We're here to talk about plants. And it's like, yeah, but you're not, no. And there were some great arguments that just quashed that down. It's like, you know, again, why, why the resistance, guys? You know, so I definitely think that there's, a, you know, an increased presence of it. But, you know, it's it's just a, an ongoing narrative to, to keep, getting people just understand it's, it's it's something that should be done and um it doesn't hurt to do it you ain't going to get you know you know you ain't going to get um struck by lightning by doing it um but yeah so i, I think that there is a, an increased sort of wanting to know 
And different, I, um, Aboriginal, different Aboriginal, Aboriginal groups will want to do it differently too. So mm. you know, just making sure that you don't assume that this is how you do it, you know, like building a relationship with that local community is a really good way to do it. So I want to just chuck that in. Yeah, thank you. I have found it a beautiful way of actually centering. Like I, I think we're in this world where there's so much discussion around mindfulness and becoming present. And I find that that's just a really beautiful way of being centered um, and honoring and taking the time to really make that connection back to spirit, but back to the spirit of the land um, and honoring the individuals. So for me, when I started to become more aware of the practice and particularly you know, in the last 10 years, I just found it's a really beautiful way of, you know, moving into what we're all seeking now, which is that stillness and then that, and that mindfulness, which leads me into um, asking you to share with us all why upper work. Now I feel privileged because I um, obviously have done your diploma course and I have found it life changing in the way that it has, has really um, asked me to think and uh, become more mindful in my own actions and in my own thoughts. Um, but particularly as well as it's given me a greater awareness. Um, but I would like both of you to now to share um, this sole purpose that you have, this sole work that you are both doing and the difference that you're making. So uh, let's speak about Way Upper Work. So Way Upper Work is two uh, Aboriginal words that I'm aptly connected to through my family tree. Uh, way Upper is my grandmother and my children's language word for connect or join and work or work work is the, the full word is a gunai word which means earth or land so it's about getting people connected back to that environment uh Waiapa, the modality itself um was done organically by myself i sort of started doing it about 17 years ago um with a, a young dance group i used to have just to ground them in and then just over time organically talking to elders talking to mob and that is, you know, about, you know, how it can be impactful and then start to teach it in schools to non-Aboriginal kids, but not just doing it one-on-one. -on -one. And it wasn't until um, I met Sarah where she was um, a little bit sort of, yes, this is a great idea. Let's, let's package this up into a modality. I said all the time at the time, I didn't know what modality was, didn't know what the word meant. I gave a mate had to go to the toilet and Google it in the toilet and um, come out, oh yeah, modality, yeah, I know what that is now. It's just a practice, just, you know, using big words to try and bamboozle me. But um, but yeah, it was that was the start of the journey. The reason I talked about Rapper, when Jamie showed me Rapper, my, my mind was blown. Um, I got an instant download um in from my ancestry from my cellular memory of knowing how important um this this practice was going to be and the reason i used the word modality was because literally i'd been on a on a um my soul's journey my spirit journey for about 20 years and had tried a lots of different modalities um and so you know some online some in person and while all of them were you know great in their own way i still had this feeling of something missing um this void inside my 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 core my spirit um and it was and i was still searching it was like there's still something um that i just not i'm missing to give me to make me feel whole and complete and when jamie showed me wapa for the first time before it became my upper, um, I knew that that was it. That's exactly what I had been missing was my connection 
to Mother Earth because I wasn't separate from Mother Earth. I was part of her. I belonged to her. So it was that disconnection that I felt my entire life, I realized, um, that it always made me feel out of place. It never, I've always felt like I'd never belonged anywhere. Um, and as soon as I saw Waiapa, I felt that immediate connection, that deep connection of my mother calling me home into her arms, into her womb. And I knew um, that I belonged finally for the first time. It didn't matter where I was or what I was doing. I was always going to belong to Mother Earth. And then I realized that was my soul's purpose. And um, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. Um, over the last seven years to be able to first of all pack, uh, structure it up into an international, internationally recognized modality through the International Institute for Complementary Therapists um, because we wanted to get it certified um, so that it was you know accredited even though you know it was a hundred thousand plus years of indigenous wisdom unfortunately in the society in the times that we live in um, that wisdom isn't you know sort of recognized for what it should be um so we knew as a, as a first star, starting step we needed to get it um recognized in, in so that people could understand that it was a certified modality um then to be able to then bring them in to for them to see the 100,000 years of wisdom behind what it's about so and i think the other important point about wipers too is that I'm speaking to a lot of my elders, and especially one who's mentored me for a lot of years, Uncle Mogi Sumner. We talked about the state of the world, the destruction of it, people's disconnection from it, and that was the reason why, because I was disconnected from the environment that actually sustained and nurtured them. So it was about getting people, not just Aboriginal people, but all human beings on the planet reconnected with their space again. And that's the beautiful thing about Waiapa, even though it comes from an Australian Indigenous follower and a Welsh Canadian Australian person, it's actually a modality built for the human race because it honours all ancestry. So it doesn't matter if you're from Wales, 100,000 years ago, Sarah's ancestors lived like mine. It doesn't matter if you're from Italy or England or Africa or wherever. It's about honouring all our ancestors and how we understood the seasons and the cycles understood our own personal interaction with it and then you know the cultural overlays of Waiapa is that you put your own cultural overlays and you share your own cultural stories about your connectivity to the elements so the 14 elements are the 14 elements they actually never had until humans come along the elements were here for billions of years they never had a name because there's no one here to give them a name they, they just did what they did you know so it doesn't matter if it's you know you call the sun something or the moon this it's you know or it's a man or it's a woman it's irrelevant it's just doing its thing and so it's about honoring um us as humans fitting into the ecology of mother nature understanding it's mother nature's rhythms and cycles that sustains us uh for generations so it was about getting people to really you know connect back to that and it's a great space to share your culture your stories if you can and you want to or you're allowed to as well yeah thank you for sharing what an amazing i mean teresa's obviously told me and mentioned um a lot about way and um but how incredible to really to harness that and to deliver that and to offer that to such a wide audience as you do as well and i think that it's it's needed so much at the moment you know i mean it's 
fantastic that people who are searching and who are going, okay, we, I need to reconnect because the on mass, you know, there might be a disconnected feel so fantastic that you've got this out there. Thank you. <laughs> and, and the beautiful thing about it is it's not, it's not a cultural practice. So yeah. if you went to China and taught it in Mandarin, you'd just be using the Chinese Mandarin language for all the elements and you tell the stories that are relevant to that space. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a template, it's, a, it's re-templating the population of the planet to, to connect back to themselves in yeah. their area. So it's not, you know, having to go and learn another culture. You just take your own culture into the, into the template. Mm. And I think that's the amazing thing about it. You know, it was built for humanity. Yeah. Um, inclusiveness. And we, yeah, inclusiveness. And sure, it acknowledges, you know, Australian Aboriginal culture because we're one of the mm. longest continuing cultures. And we talk about why we honour that because they were healthy and well for over 100,000 years. Why were they healthy and well? They didn't destroy the thing that actually provided for them. And I think that some cultures have moved away from that relationship, but their ancestors had it. So we need to reconnect people back to their ancestral cellular memory of how to do that and that responsibility. So the modality obviously incorporates, you know, meditation, movement, but really what's important about it is action. So people will want to look after a space if they're connected to it. So if they're aware of the birds that are flying around, what's your favorite bird? Well, when you put rubbish on the ground, that's what's gonna hurt it. What's your favorite land animal? So you're connecting them and giving them a, a direct story and awareness of that environment. So it's not just, oh, you have to do this because it's good for the planet. It's like, you're doing this, not just for the benefit of yourself, for these animals, for these trees, for these plants, but more importantly, we always talk about a lot of well-being practices. They just talk about the now. We talk about intergenerational well-being. So it's about we've got to look after this space for the next hundred thousand years for for our descendants to to be able to go. Yeah, they looked after it because we can all sit here. It doesn't matter where you're from. Hundred thousand years ago, our ancestors all looked after their space, which in turn looked is why we're benefiting from it. You know, in a few generations, we've just forgotten that responsibility. So WIAPA brings you back to that sense of responsibility for, for generations to come, not just your, your children or your grandchildren because you have a, a, a physical direct relationship with. It's about your great, 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 great grandchildren that you'll never meet. And that's what WIAPA teaches, shares mm -hmm. that concept. Beautiful. Yeah, and I, I think that's what I've really loved about getting to know WIAPA is that it really adds that fourth component that so many of us have forgotten as we go down that mind body spirit um, realm and as we've looked at different modalities this is the first for me that really allowed me to feel fully connected and I think when you look at um, the pillars of what you know uh, creates character and substance in someone when you look at the, those pillars for many of us earth was not one of those our acknowledgement of mother earth um may not have really been understood as a crucial pillar um and if that is removed then there's that whole disconnection and i think this is where we're at now and we're starting to understand and see this disconnection um so for me why is a beautiful way of allowing the connection to take further to to go further but also um in light of where we're at now, you know, I think for me, Wayapa has really been ringing quite loudly and quite clearly um, with, with the experiences that we're all experiencing globally now. 
Um, talk to us about that, Sarah, about just, um, you know, how you're feeling and, and what you've done. Um, and, and even about uh, an article or a story that a chapter that you wrote <laughs> in Silver Linings, um, you know, which is a fabulous book. So uh, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Sarah is a co-author of a book called Silver Linings. Um, and I know in that, Sarah, you know, you were able to share about uh, your journey as well. So feel free to chat with us about that, please. Yeah, yeah. So as Teresa said, um, we were contributing authors on the Silver Linings book, which was looking at the positive um, outcomes of the global pandemic that the world has, has been going through. Um, and for us, our chapter was all about the lessons um, that Mother Earth teaches us. And um, first and foremost, it was about the regeneration um, of Mother Earth. And um, once you took um, her most demanding species out of the picture and, and locked us all away in, in hibernation in our homes, how quickly mother nature recovered was miraculous um, and I think just show the world that um, one how much we do contribute um, to her not being well and how much we can contribute to her being well um, and that those are really important lessons um, for all of us to look at and and reflect on um, you know she really needed rest from us but that was also being reflected, um, you know, as our mother, um, she was reflecting that back to us too, as her, as her children, that we all um, were burnt out just as much as she was burnt out. And we needed time to rest and reflect on what was important um, and to regenerate. Um, you know, for us, the other lesson that came out of that was, um, from her was about the resourcefulness you know, just as she was able to regenerate with time off, we were able to pivot um, our, our business and, you know, reflect on um, how we could use technology for good um, and to help her. Um, we'd always preached um, as an Earth Connection business, we'd always been preaching about how important it was to disconnect from technology, to be outside and spending time with, um, within nature. And so it was quite uh, um, counterintuitive to talk about um, how technology can actually help Mother Nature recover. Um, and that's by, you know, looking at ways of, um, you know, how we, can, how we can do business or live our lives through technology that can give Mother Nature some time to rest. So, you know, we've done that with um, bringing more of our um, workshops and our courses, our diploma courses online. Um, and we've been able to, again, you know, the whole thing of, you know, everything is energy. So we've been able to, um, you know, recreate, you know, great wiper bubbles within that technology. So that's been another, you know, big lesson for Mother Nature. Um, but I think also understanding that we are not separate from our environment um, has been a massive um, lesson from mother nature uh, for these last few months um, and how important it is for us to take care of the environment because 
we have been chipping away at the biodiversity um, of the way of all of the ecosystems uh, of mother nature and the result is that we've now got a, a global pandemic that has forced us to hibernate so um, i think the more connection we have to understanding that we are just one part of a massive ecosystem um, is so important for us to then be able to live really in harmony with our environment and live life well. And until we do that, I don't think that we're going to be able to, you know, to live life well. I always talk about it in, in the analogy of that game Jenga. So you put all the trees down the bottom, then the animals and the fishes and everything there, humans up the top, you take humans out of the equation, the environment's not gonna collapse. Like you start taking out some really important understand the bottom guess what the whole thing will topple and you know for me this is a really great lesson and learning in that and you know in saying what sarah just add on what sarah said about going online don't get me wrong i still want to go to france i still want to go to hawaii i still want to go over to africa or china beijing or wherever i still want to share it face to face with mob but you know uh, having the ability to be able to do it online um it helps for people too that you know just can't do it yeah always and to take that time, for all of us to take a bit, bit more time to hibernate, to give um, Mother Earth and ourselves time to rest um, is really important. But I think that one of the other things that's um, come out is, is an extension to that. The separation um, that we feel to Mother Earth has been extended to humanity and to other species that we think that there is separation between all of ourselves and all of the other species and that's just so not right it's this constant you know i guess amplification that there's division um or there's separation and um you know if you get wayapa then you understand that that's not the case that we are all connected um, and we have to honor that connection I think that that's yeah beautifully said and so um so important as again to what's happening right now with the pandemic with the the angst that is just building you know for some people they have had a really um privileged time in a way to have that rest and that that pause and to to just think about you know at the reconnection some people obviously haven't had that um and it's been a, a really different time for them um is there a way that with that level of uncertainty that's happening at the moment um that hopefully will pass <laughs> um is there like a top tip that you would give people for one thing to help kind of calm that angst um that i could do today stepping outside of my room um i'll go for a top tip first is yeah. to to go out and just take your shoes off don't just stand but sit on the ground mm. um I'll, uh, a, a Walpere, i think it was a Walpere elder from the northern territory they're having discussions about native title and country in a boardroom and he said can't do it here we're going to go outside and actually sit we can't talk about this unless we're connected to it. And, and, and it takes away that imbalance of power from people standing up and over and everyone sitting down. And, you know, that, that's a really good tip for me is to 
if you're feeling anxious, angry, upset, scared, go and sit on country, go and sit on the earth. Um, you know, a lot of cultures all over the world will tell you the benefits of that, whether it be chakra alignment, whether it be an earth energy connection, whether it be all those things. But I think that's, that's my little top tip. What's yours, Sarah? Yeah, I think that's actually an important point that you made, um, Kat, is that, you know, it, there, there has been, you know, different experiences for different people. Um, you know, obviously, you know, financially it's affected people, physically it's affected people, um, emotionally, everything like that. And, and, you know, by no means do I want to downplay any of that um, because I think it's really important to acknowledge um, all of that everybody's, you know, going through, you know, such a vast range of emotions and, and situations. Um, and it's not always easy and it's, you know, it can be like this on days. Um, and, and that's just because we're humans. Um, and, you know, we're, you know, constantly, you know, impacted by things around us, but it's, um, you know, probably what I try to do is to stay in gratitude for what's being provided, um, to us. So it might just be going out side at night time and looking up at the stars um, and I usually try to take off my shoes and stand on the grass and, and look up and realize that you know we, we are we're insignificant but we're significant um, at the same time and that we're all here with purpose um, on this planet and trying to remember that um, you know that that mother earth will hold us um, when we need her um and to just to to allow ourselves that space to be held by her um and that might just even be simply sitting in a chair and breathing you know and noticing the wind or the rain or the sunlight or um you know those different things around you and, and thinking that you know she's constantly providing for us um so sitting in that if you can move into that space of gratitude um, then I think that things shift a bit, even if it's only for a small amount of time. And then, you know, because the more we do that, the, the you know, the, the bigger the practice, um, I guess, grows or, or more feelings of, um, you know, less feelings of anxiety. Thank you both. Oh, <laughs> how wonderful. Um, and I, I, what I've loved about what you both shared is that I, I tend to do the gratitude practice. Um, but I very rarely do I actually just sit. If I go for a walk, I'm walking and I will walk in bare feet often. But I think um, <laughs> what I'm really you know, keen to do shortly is just go out and actually sit. And uh, um, I'm really grateful for all that you uh, are sharing today, both Jamie and Sarah. Um, if others are wanting to have uh, more information on workshops that you are holding or the next diploma course, um, do we just direct them to your website or where would you, what, what can we do? How can we share for you? Um, you can right. go on to wiapa.com, um, but there is a six-week Zoom immersion course happening next week, uh, Wednesday the 15th of July it kicks off, um, and that's from 7 o'clock um, Australian Eastern Standard Time um, for six weeks for six Wednesdays. Um, then we've also got the diploma course, uh, which is starting on the 19th of July uh, and runs until the 25th of July. And that's being delivered via Zoom as well. So, um, and that's to become a, a, just like Teresa, a qualified licensed WIAPA practitioner that you can go out and share WIAPA with the world. 
there'll be a lot of YAPA workers around sharing this wonderful <laughs> message. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you want, if you have any final words, Catherine, before I um, say something. So if you'd like to go first, if you've got any. Yeah. Thank you both so much for, for sharing today. It's, um, it really is a, a true blessing to be able to, to hear what work you're doing. And as, as you shared, Jamie, it's um, the practice of what you guys teach here that can, that is so evidently adapted in every other culture and, and country. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to get to know more about Wayapa and I'm really blessed that you both could come and chat with us today. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kat. And I um, am going to affirm with what Kat just said. Um, the beauty about you two is that it's really about connection. It's really about unity and about oneness. And I know that's what we want to do with the thread and we want to share that message. Um, so I am incredibly grateful to you both for having honoured us on our first uh, recording and having done a, a beautiful, sacred blessing um, Jamie and and also I didn't want to interrupt but for my bowl yeah <laughs> so excited the thread will be excited um and it is a true honor and we'll talk offline about a lovely little exchange of something for that <laughs> um but look thank you so much for your time uh you know speaking for myself I love you both dearly I love what you both stand for um I love the message that you're sharing with the world and uh, we are, have been blessed this morning to have you both here. So thank you. Good luck, Good luck with thank the podcast, you. guys. Thanks, Thanks for very having much. Us. We love you too, Teresa. And it's been lovely again. Yeah. More connection. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Forever. laughs>